right, here we go. Pancreation Philosophy episode 172. I'm your host, Pocholo Cruz. Thanks again, Endo, letting me record in here. And the theme of today is moving, a change of scenery, I guess traveling, like from there. But before we get on to that, let's talk about the people that make this podcast possible. And that's listeners such as yourself you can support the show on patreon that's patreon.com find us there at patreon.com slash pancreation pancreation spelled p-a-n-k-r-a-t-i-o-n you can support the show such as ryan big wang tom kravitz and shiloh cleofi all right thank you guys for support and also brought to you by Habrock Sports. You can find uh, you can find yourself a good discount at habrocksports.com. Just use promo code Pancreation. Yeah, they got BJJ gear, MMA gear, and a nutrition line. Habrock Sports. Cool. And now let's get back to the show. And oh, I guess before that, talk about floating forests. Give me the intro music. Thanks, buddy. And now let's talk about moving, change of scenery. Uh, I recently got back from a, tr- a trip myself. I was in North Carolina, the Outer Banks, like that's the coastline there, known as the Graveyard of the Atlantic. Yeah, it's, yeah. Why is it called that? It's, uh, so it was known as the Graveyard of the Atlantic because it had particularly treacherous waters. There was, yeah, there was uh, about a shipwreck a week there. And and I realized, like, wait, they didn't just stop sending the ships. They just kept sending it. It's like, oh, yeah, just keep on coming. And it took them a while to realize, I mean, we should build some lighthouses. <laughs> <laughs> and I learned that as I was touring a lighthouse. I'm like, oh, yeah, beforehand, you used to take a look at this log. And it showed, like, a an old-timey, like, drawing of, or it was, like, an old log. And there was just, like, each week you could see, like, a shipwreck. Shipwreck here, shipwreck there. But, yeah. So it was a, it was a beautiful area. Uh, <laughs> other than you being graveyard for about thousands of ships, essentially. But, yeah. That's funny. Yes. And then I guess talking about changes scenery, I think it's just one of those things about contrast. Like you're not really sure exactly. Sometimes like perspective gives you, um, gives you more viewpoints and the scene that, that you're currently in. Um, it's, yeah, it's hard to see like what you're, exactly like the location you are unless you have something to compare it to you know that compare and contrast like from there so i'm grateful for times of travel or times of like seeing different places just to make you appreciate the the place you call home and the place that you you live at now like from there how about you and what's your experience been with that yeah um it's always conflicting Mm-hmm. feelings like right before I go it's mm-hmm. always like I I enjoy my routines yeah and so I like doing my daily grind and it's it's always awkward to shake that up but then mm-hmm. once you do it it's it's nice to take that break and see things from a, a new perspective like you said mm-hmm. and experience just like 
add new experiences, meet new people, sh- share new places with, with people. Like yeah. if you go on a vacation with someone, that's always awesome. Like experiencing that ad- adventure together. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's good to, to see how things are different, but also my experience with travel is that, um, like when I went to Australia Mm -hmm. and when I've been to Brazil and my experience in different pockets of America, cause, cause America's got a lot of different cultures. Oh yes. I think it's good to appreciate and see different points of view and, Mm -hmm. and experience different cultures and, and different kinds of people. But it's also very cool, at least in my experience from what I've seen that the things that, the main things that make humans humans, I think, are largely the same from what I've seen. Yeah, largely <laughs> like, universal. Yeah, yeah. Th- at least the things that mean the most to me. Mm. Like, people are generally more similar than they are different, I think. Yeah. Even though it f- oftentimes feels the opposite is true. Well, I think essentially people. It could just be because people are mainly the same that that's why they notice the differences more, like from there. Kind of yeah. unca- like an uncanny valley kind of thing. Yeah. Are you familiar with that term? No, I guess. I mean, I can kind of see how that goes, I but think it's well, how like, does that go? I, I I just learned the term recently, so I don't have a great understanding for it. But what I what I've gathered is like when we experiment when we experiment with things like AI mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. or like CGI, mm-hmm. think things that are supposed to like look real or look human yeah um when things are so obviously not for example like donald duck or mickey mouse yeah an anthropomorphized animal yeah it's obviously not it's like we we love that yeah it's cute but when things get close but aren't but aren't actually it's disturbing to our to to our psyche got it like that feels off got it because it's so close to what you think is but it's just like wait that's not it but it's not quite right yeah 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 so i think culturally we run into that trap a little where we see people and we fixate on the the little quirks and differences yeah that are that can be jarring but if you dive deeper i think you find that those are just kind of superficial Hmm. that's interesting it's pretty similar to you know how the topography of the earth is, you know, is different, right? There's elevation changes and such, you know, from mountains to peaks and valleys like from there. But apparently if you looked at the earth, like if you had essentially a, like, let's say like a pocket size or like a hand size version of so the earth. Zoomed out. Yeah. Like, or it's so, it would be so smooth. It'd be smoother than like what we could make like a ball, like from there. Like <laughs> yeah. that's how, like in terms of differences, because yeah. in, in the grand, it seems like, Oh man, it seems like so much elevation shit, but in the grand scheme, it's like it's barely, a ball. yeah, it's like, yeah, it's, it's, a sphere. it's as smooth of, of a ball, like from that. Well, flat earthers hearing this would be like, <laughs> once again, wrong. But, I, uh, yeah. I, speaking of topography, I, I find it um, interesting every time I go to the East coast, how, it, it's flatter than it is. So around. much flat. So much flat. And yeah. like the things that they call a mountain, I'm like, that, that's a it's hill. It's not a mountain. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. that's a big hill. Like, yeah. what are you t- like that's yeah. not a mountain. <laughs> Passing by the mountains over here. Where? <laughs> where? Where are oh, the things we just drove over? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's, uh, I don't, that, that, that's not how mountains work. <laughs> but yeah, 
Oh yeah, very, very, very much so. Like, but um, it's always yeah. cool to me traveling, also, to see all the different climates and mm-hmm. environments and how diverse, uh, geologically and and environmentally, like Earth is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, it's always funny to me when you look at sci-fi stuff, like. Hoth will be this ice planet. Yeah, or like, it's all like one. It's all like kind of mono. Like Dune will be yeah. this desert planet. Yeah, and it's like that's not how that's not how at least Earth is. <laughs> like, exactly. Yeah, it's all like homogenous. Like that's it. Yeah. That's the de- <laughs> like. What do you got? <laughs> sand. Yeah. Oh yeah, more more sand. <laughs> uh, but even yeah. in like Washington, you can go over yeah. Cascades, and it's a completely different yeah, landscape than what the other side yeah. of the map. Like, it's like yeah. Yeah, you can go from a dry, and then you have uh, like a a northern hemisphere rainforest mm. as well. But yeah, that yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, seeing seeing those kind the, those kinds of changes, like for sure. And I think like another thing. Yeah, I've never. I've always like appreciated like seeing those like differences and just the breaks in in the routine because especially because I was like the same way in terms of like routine. It's like, I don't want to, I feel like I feel pretty good like doing this. Like what's the, what's the point of like, of taking a break. But as I've realized that, Oh yeah, that makes you just appreciate like your routine more. If you take a break from that, from there, cause then it makes you, I mean, at least for me personally, it makes, Oh yeah. Now I'm ready to get back into it after like a, a, a slight break from there. And then it makes you appreciate a lot of things. Yeah, for sure. I, I wish more, I wish people could get the opportunity to travel more. Yeah, travel more. And then just like similar to what we're talking about and taking risks, but just like new experiences like that because it's kind of, I mean, yeah, it is. It's kind of scary to like do something that you're you're not used to or go to a place that is not familiar. You know, it can be even something as small as like, even if it's something that you've, you know, always like already done or like, let's say you're a skateboarder, but you go to like a different skate park and they're like, Oh wow, this is not, this, right. this, this, this is different. Even though you're doing the exact same thing. Yeah. <laughs> and then, or like, even recently that, I went, yeah. I it just became a member at a different jujitsu yes. jujitsu gym. And yeah. That's, it shouldn't be. What do you do? Oh, the same thing I've always done, but it's, but it's still, still different. You get those yeah. feelings. It's like, yeah. um, <laughs> Oh no, I have I have that same like feeling as well when I go to like different gyms. Yeah. Even though I was like, oh, what am I doing? Oh, the same martial art I've been doing. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's not like yeah, but it's so funny like how that change in yeah that change in environment just changes like how you feel about it because it's like uh, it's that's the thing because it's not like the thing you're doing is different, but the location is yeah, different, which the, makes the yeah it makes all the difference. Yeah, if anything you know moving and experiencing new things like this even if it's similar to what you normally do but in a different way mm-hmm. if anything just doing that often is a good skill just so that you get more used to that <laughs> yeah more used to having to re revamp and re like relearn i think i know i think it's very useful in like in kind of fields because then it, it shakes things up and makes you more appreciative of like oh and now realizing i think if anything what it does it makes you realize like how adaptive like you you can be like from there like i did uh like a similar thing where i was uh because i was training like here mainly in the seattle area and then i decided to like oh i'll just i'll move to i'll move to la and do uh and and train there and just see just, just see what the experience was like from there 
and it, yeah, it is. It's like so different. Well, it was so it's like I'm still you know training mixed martial arts, but now it's at a different location. It makes me. I didn't like quite realize like oh yeah this is like this does feel different but why even though it's a new experience but I gained a lot of uh, I gained a lot of new insights like for sure and grew a lot in in that experience and then when I did eventually like move back here made me appreciate more of like what I had like here but I wouldn't have gotten that viewpoint if I never made the decision to do that move like from there yeah Yeah, and in some ways it's kind of a a bit of a reset, kind of like yeah. you're taking a deep breath and mm-hmm. just uh, regrouping kind of when you when you go and then come back. It's like you can appreciate it because you've stepped away from it for a little bit. Yeah, exactly. So you, it, you see more of like what, what's there instead of like, because, you know, if you're more, uh, if you can't go through the motions, you don't really see like you're, yeah. you're too much yeah. in it. You have a little tunnel vision yes. about, about the process. Yeah. It's like if you measure your height, you don't realize like how how much you've grown essentially. But it's kind of the same thing in in life. You don't realize like where you're at. Yeah. And, and, but like people who have who only see you like every like six months or something. Yeah. Like, oh, oh my gosh! Yeah, yeah, changed so much. Like from from there. So yeah, that's that kind of changes scenery. Like always, like is always like exciting. Like for me, in terms of experiencing that. Uh, let's see. How about like, how about for you? And then, like, what's a, I guess, like, a big move, like, in terms of location-wise, like, for you that you've ex- had in your life? Yeah. So, not necessarily a, mm-hmm. a big move mm-hmm. physically, but a ton of small moves, mm-hmm. pretty much from when I moved out of my parents' house at 18. Yeah. For about a decade, I moved roughly once a year every year. Okay. Yeah. So... I moved to my. I moved in with my brother for a few months just because mm-hmm. I need. I got. I got it. My job. Mm-hmm. And uh, I needed just a, a staging base, and then I found my apartment, mm. and then moved there. And then I got more bandmates who needed a place to live, so yeah. we had at one point four people living in a one-bedroom apartment. <laughs> so we were just yeah constantly upgrading our space and moving. To, to suit the band's needs mm-hmm. and it, it roughly translated to like moving like once a year every year yeah and I, I wasn't a minimalist back then like I'm trying aspiring to be now so yeah. I, I had I would kept accumulating stuff <laughs> more and then you'd have to just move it, move it over <laughs> yeah. and over and over again and then it would just keep getting more and more stuff and more and more moving I hated moving <laughs> <laughs> I still hate moving probably because of that yeah constant yeah. moving um, just bouncing around the, the greater Seattle area, looking for affordable places that would suit a home base for for, for my music. But mm-hmm. I think it would have been l- m- far more jarring if it didn't have the constant of the the purpose of, of the it purpose all. of the move. Like from yeah. yeah, so like. It, it is uncomfortable moving, and it is uncomfortable like moving and going to a new gym. But at the end of the day, it's still martial arts, and you're still familiar with it. Yeah. So at the end of the day, we're still making music and still grinding away at that. So I think when you have that uh, to center you, the physical move is more palatable. It's still annoying, and yeah, yeah. You, there's still 
a learning curve to your new environment, mm-hmm. your new neighborhood, yeah. meeting new people, but having that that thing to ground you with with what you're going to be doing through the move and after the move. For sure, like having an objective. It's like you yeah. you you just change a different level, yeah. you know? Like from there you've you've gone from Pallet Town to Viridian City. <laughs> you've just you just walked that pathway because because that, that that's what i was thinking about when i was moving like from seattle to la i just had like my uh my yeah entering my the new league yeah exactly. oh just going to a different yeah just entering a different league like from from here just and then uh yeah i was like yeah I was like different location but same same kind of battle like from from there and that was uh yeah that was Oh, that was cool. That was that was definitely a great experience. And, I've, I have yeah. a. I subscribe to Kyotera dot com. It's a online training site. Mm-hmm. And if any of our listeners out there are interested in leveling up their grappling, it's an excellent resource for high level instruction and very detail oriented instruction. Mm-hmm. Moves that Kyo's used at the highest level against people much bigger and stronger than him because he competes in the absolute divisions as a, a rooster weight, which is yeah. crazy. Uh, anyways, very recently on that site, he has been, in addition to the instructional material, has been doing stuff to kind of catalog some of his heroes from okay. Brazil. Yeah. Little mini documentaries, kind of. <laughs> mm-hmm. And the most recent one was uh, about... Paulo Mauricio Strauch, who was the person who gave Kyle his black belt, so okay. his his teacher, and he shared this this anecdote that I think is appropriate to this episode about moving about when Kyle made the big jump moving from Brazil to California, mm-hmm. and he described it as a big culture shock for him and yeah. it was very uncomfortable and he was homesick a lot and he would call his f- friends and family and and uh, his teacher master strauch he would call him all the time yeah they they were pretty close and one time he, he would call them like every week yeah and one time Strout got kind of a little pissed at him and a little yeah. gruff with him. He's like, why are you calling? <laughs> he's like, I just wanted to talk to you. you know, yeah. I miss you. And he's like, don't call anymore. Yeah. And he gave him this advice. He's, he, he told Kyle, like, you have to, like, even your parents don't need to, like, hear from you this often. You, mm. you need to build a new life mm. if you want to succeed in this endeavor that you're trying to do yeah you can't have you can't have half of you here and Mm. half of you there Mm -hmm. you need to be all there yeah and he said stop calling me don't talk to me anymore and uh, i'm not gonna i'm not gonna talk to you if you call me you know like stop calling your parents and and he was kind of gruff about it you know harsh about it and and Kyle describes it as hard it was hard to hear Mm -hmm. but he trust he trusted his teacher 
And so he, he, he stopped calling him. And the next few months, he was like really sad and uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And eventually he started making friends and building his life in San Jose, where, where his home base is now. Yeah. And since then, he's come to appreciate that advice. as He describes it as life-changing advice. Yeah. And that what his teacher was trying to teach him was that sometimes in order to, sometimes you need to disconnect with the old in order to connect with the new. Yeah. I think that's how we put it. And, and so he was, after he was appreciated that advice and settled and built his new home here, he's since gone, gone back home to Brazil and <laughs> everything's great. He, he visits his, this Strout guy all the time and they're, mm. they're close and, he wanted him to understand that you can't have like one foot in, one foot out. You mm-hmm. just got to take the jump and go. Um, kind of like those people who, when the pool is a little cold and they dip their toe yeah, in yeah, it. Yeah, just, it's like, ah, just, just, you just got to jump just, in just there. Just a little bit, yeah. yeah. Um, anyways, I, I thought that story was really cool. Cause, and that concept of sometimes you have to disconnect with the old to connect with the new, that resonated with me. I think it's easy to get locked into the comfort of the old. Yeah. And, the and as you, yeah. you always tell me and tell everyone, you know, growth, uh, growth comes from discomfort. Yes. Know? So when you're familiar, it's easy to, to stagnate. Oh, no, for sure. I'm trying to, I'm trying to get essentially familiar with like being unfamiliar with like situations like from, from there. Cause I see that happening. Uh, pretty much, I tr- yeah, because I try to get an aptitude for, oh, realizing when I'm getting too comfortable and trying to change things up, like, from there, because I don't want to stagnate, like, because I realize, oh, I, I can I kind of see, like, when the, these these are, I mean, plateaus are kind of, plateaus will happen, so really what I realize is I'm, I don't fear plateauing i'm just if anything i kind of embrace it because then that means okay now i gotta change something up like from there then you have to essentially in get a different variable induce some change in your life and then that's what's going to uh yeah that's what's going to break that break that kind of cycle like from from there so yeah whether it's like i mean work or uh, yeah, what worker training? Like from there, I realize, oh, if I if I'm too set in a cycle, I I, also, I need to take a you know take a step back, realize what I'm doing, and just go in a different direction. Like from there, and that's not necessarily. I think a lot of people what happens they feel like they feel like they're losing their work. It's like, almost like a, because oh well, I'm so kind of set in in that kind of in, in that kind of routine. Like from there, but in essence, like you're not. I feel like you're, you can still progress. You're just progressing in like a, in a slightly different direction, like from there. And all uh, kind of like what we were talking about earlier. Like as long as like objective is clear, then you're still then that then you're still making progress on your journey. Like from there, like all roads, <laughs> all roads eventually lead to your final destination. Like just having that kind of belief and that helps prevent you from getting lost. Like from there. I can definitely see yeah. the other side of it and the risks and the the possible costs. Yeah. Um, I've 
as an as a simple example, like every, my first successful band mm-hmm. that was like touring regularly and making decent money. When it folded, there was this sentimental attachment to what the band meant to me. Yeah. And the drummer who I would stay with in the next next band. Yeah. That you know that band was this specific membership mm-hmm. these these people yeah and so it was it never occurred to us to keep the brand going yeah and in hindsight that was a pretty big mistake uh-huh. <laughs> like i uh-huh. like it would the infrastructure built behind that brand of that band yeah with the merch and mm-hmm. the connections and mm-hmm. this the fan base yeah it would have just made way more sense to just get new members. Yeah. And we eventually had new members and made a, a different band, but we could have just stayed the same. Got it. Instead of making a bridge, you're like, well, this is, well, we're yeah. just going to. So sometimes when you move yeah. on, you do yeah. lose out yeah. on the things you've built. So I can see that. Mm-hmm. There is definitely usefulness in having deep roots in a system. Yeah. Um, and it's just that compounding growth of, of, a, of a machine that just mm-hmm. keeps going. So I think it's important. It's a difficult balance to find. And when you're making decisions about moving or staying, it's important to know that what, you're, what you're looking to gain and what you, what you might risk and, and trying to make a, a good strategical decision just to to see what's the best for you and not to, not to stay because you're afraid, but not to go just to shake things just, up when, just cause, when, yeah. when you might have a good thing going. So yeah. I, th- I think each instance is pretty unique and needs to be evaluated with, with nuance. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, I think for most of my friends and colleagues that I've witnessed, most tend to stay when they should go rather than go when they should when, stay. when they should yeah that, that's definitely the more common occurrence that i've observed is that people are afraid to shake things up and it's it would it in my opinion be more beneficial for them to to try new things and expand and adapt to new environments and situations Oh yeah, for sure. I think it's yeah, it's that constant balancing act because I definitely seen yeah people that should go but then stay in a bad situation, but then I also seen the inverse where I see someone that just keeps moving. We're like, why don't you just like say why don't you just do like the one thing? No, no, no. I got to do this whole completely different thing. But what then? What was the point of doing all? That? Yeah, it's because yeah. you kind of see both sides of that, and you realize, oh no, it's about. I mean, as I realize, like most of life is, it's like it's a balancing act of <laughs> you know, if you can't be, yeah. As, okay, you can be, you can be open to change, but there is such a thing as too much <laughs> of yeah. of one thing. Like, For sure, there. yeah. <laughs> oh. I've yeah. noticed a lot mm-hmm. um, observing Shiloh's career. Yeah, with a lot of. I hope she's okay with me sharing this but uh, a lot of her colleagues in the software industry because mm-hmm. a lot of these companies are highly profitable great great benefits packages yeah it's easy to just 
uh, stay because it's comfortable. Because it's comfortable, the, yeah. Like, why, why risk? You could stay and you're going to have a, a good career for a really long time. There's, yeah. like, stability in it. Yeah, yeah. And she's, she's gone. She's bounced around one, two, one, two. Like, three big changes now. Yeah. And, and each time was kind of scary it was like yeah. each time was leaving a known stable mm-hmm. good situation mm-hmm. for an unknown unstable mm. but possibly better situation yeah and uh, each time she's made the move it was like way better than we anticipated mm-hmm. it was like a really good decision to make. Yeah. but it, at the time of the decision it was kind of scary from the time up it's like uh yeah. like from there yeah. and each time that she's moved she's observed her colleagues that stayed and a lot of them have been left in the dust yeah and even in the most recent one and it's interesting to me like people's psychologies but the most recent one her her friend was excited for her and said oh you know, when, when an opening there right. opens up, like, take me with you. Yeah. Because like, they were, they liked working together, you know? Yeah. And uh, she's pretty new at this new spot, but an opening did open up. Mm-hmm. And she called her friend and was like, oh, are you ready? Yeah. And they're like, I don't know. It's, <laughs> it's a little too good here, you know? And it's yeah, like, yeah. All right, but... <laughs> um, yeah, a, a lot of a lot of people in the software industry, they they each year they make these tiny incremental gains in their career. Yeah. But the people that that move and challenge themselves to take on new responsibilities and new yeah. environments in riskier situations, yeah. they often leapfrog past them. And sometimes come back to the company yeah. that they left higher, and higher, way the, higher than they the would people, have if they had yeah. clawed their way up from within. Yeah, yeah, it's the thing. Yeah, because like more exponential growth, like from from there, I, it, it just gets me thinking about. I remember there was this like there was this common like uh, logic problem. Like it's the game show theory. Like there's three doors. And then you're supposed to pick a prize out of one of the three doors. Are you familiar with this one? Maybe. You're supposed to pick a prize I between... I think it was in an episode of Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Oh, I think it was. <laughs> or it might have been. No, I think that was the island one. I don't was, know. Or something, something like that. Anyway, so you're supposed to pick... Uh, there's like a prize behind one of these three doors. And you have a choice of... Once you selected a door, you can either go with that choice or you can select a different door like from there. So then it's like, okay, do you abandon your choice and pick a different like door or do you just stay in the in the door you've selected and then there's almost the uh because like immediate logic is just saying oh well it's a third chance like either, either way so if anything if you just pick like one what's the difference of of uh of picking the other like from there whereas it's typically always beneficial to pick like a, a different door like even the yeah because you just that that that's just the chances like from there so i think yeah i don't if you don't mind i think yeah. you're kind of butchering yeah. the problem i'm quite definitely a butchering the problem a so, lot or yeah. at least it's a different the yeah. one that i know is yeah. 
you pick a door of yeah. of one of the three. Yeah. But then the host of the game show yeah. Yeah. peeks at, yeah. at one of the other two doors and yeah. shows that it's empty. Yeah. And then asks you, do you want to change or do yeah. you want to keep your door? And That sounds more like and it. The, yeah. The instinct is to say it doesn't make any difference, fifty-fifty mm-hmm. shot, but it's not. It's not. Yeah. It's a uh, you. You pick the other door because it's a higher ego. Yeah, because chance. yeah, because yeah, because the situation has changed. It, because like we that. have their knowledge of one of the three doors yeah. being empty. Yeah, because now the the hidden value has been has been shown, mm-hmm. like from from there. Definitely butchered that. Well, so <laughs> let's say you're on an island. <laughs> no, <I'm just> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, like. Yeah. It's often, it's often positive expected value to like seek to upgrade your situation, even though there could be costs. Mm-hmm. I think people, when they look at decision making, they think about worst case scenarios instead of evaluating the odds of that happening and the possible best case scenarios yeah. you know, and how those ratios relate to each other. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's oh, and then also There's a quote in Rounders that always stuck with me. It's uh-huh. like a you can't it's a it's a movie about poker movie about poker talking okay. about like the chips yeah and or the money you can't lose what you don't put in the middle what yeah. you don't put in the bottom, but yeah. you can't win much either yeah 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 so you have to be willing to no risk it no biscuit yeah no <laughs> risk it no biscuit no no it's, it's it's very very much true if you yeah if you play it you play it safe it's like okay you haven't lost but then what what have you gained exactly. like from there yeah and it, it is that constant balancing act like from from there because you kind of just see the extremes of people that either play it very safe and then don't really get anywhere or the people that once again because you tend people that as you said like people tend to think worst case scenario all you see is like the people that risk it and then didn't and then didn't get anywhere like from that or, or lost a lot when in essence it's like you have to yeah pretty much the more you take risks the more you do have to gain from there yeah. I can yeah. I can't I can remember as far back as early childhood mm-hmm. like just I've always had this notion of being afraid of stagnation yeah like I don't know where I got that from but just we talk about moving I think there's just something that's attractive to me about just constantly moving about constantly yeah moving like, just, yeah yeah <laughs> yeah, I think no, I've, I've kind of got the same thing from childhood where I just want to uh, keep experiencing new things or get like do something different like from there or I, yeah, I'm not quite sure where it is and where I just feel like a constant need to keep challenging myself. Um, I mean, probably just comes down to like my anime logic where you have to, you have to be on the brink of defeat before you get like a, a better victory, like from there. Or in, the, in Dragon Ball Z, you have to be on the brink of death before you get to a new power level. That's just, that's just, I mean, this is what you do. You gotta, you gotta risk it for the biscuit. That's, that's how it goes. And from there. Yeah. that's where the transformation kind of occurs. Yeah. It's in that time of duress and near death, you know? Yeah, near de- yeah, exactly. That's- that's how you appreciate the life. Yeah. <laughs> like you don't really need to adapt and become a new thing if if nothing's trying to kill you, you know? <laughs> yes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. No. Exactly. I, yeah. I'll often, like, talking about just be willing to move and try things, I, I often see new, new grapplers mm-hmm. 
who don't really know what do, to do and they're afraid of losing and they'll just kind of, especially if they're stronger, Time to they'll hold. just hold, yeah. hold and like lock it down. Yeah. And at least they're not losing. Yeah. But they're not learning either. You know, so there is a time to be patient and tactical, but in, in a in a training space, you know, you should just be trying things. Try just to be move. trying things. Be be loose. Yeah, yeah, move and try to do something that you think might work. And it's like the scientific method, you know, be yeah. curious and experimenting, and and that's where growth's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, being being willing to explore those kind of those situations, like from from there case of traveling <laughs> instead of just like holding on to like to one thing right so yeah. yeah like the life metaphor to that grappling scenario is you know going on those trips and instead of just hunkering down and doing what you always do mm-hmm. it's like oh no I've always done this like well what what if you didn't do that and sometimes yeah. you go do a different thing and you're like I don't like that at all I yeah. like my old way yeah. be- way better exactly. and that's knowledge yeah. gain too yeah Knowledge it gain. doesn't need to be changed for change's sake. Exactly. But you're like gaining more knowledge and experience. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So like you said, to appreciate yeah. the strengths of what you were doing and possibly rejecting things that you were doing poorly, you know, because yeah. you've learned, seen things in a different way. Yeah. I look again, like in terms of like debate, like the point counterpoint, like how well do you know, how well do you know your argument if you're unable, if you never like try to challenge it? Like from there, because it's, it's only as strong as you know. It's only as strong as it's been tested. Like yes. From there. Otherwise, we'd be doing Tang Sudo. Yeah, Tang Sudo. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> gotta uh, gotta battle yeah. test it. <laughs> yeah, and I know, and 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 that's the thing too. Of always about yeah, just getting just getting those new kinds of experiences, and being able to explore those kind of situations like from from there and uh, yeah just being yeah, just kind of being against stagnation i think that's kind of yeah i don't know what it is in my in my youth that caused me to want to do that but clearly it's still continuing as i become an older person so uh yeah yeah i'm not sure what it is but yeah there's <laughs> some, something as a youth that go like nah i don't want to do that yeah don't want to stand still yeah physically or metaphorically yeah phys- yeah physically or, or or metaphorically yeah from from there i also find yeah. it I, I just the more that i experience people i find people fascinating so just traveling and getting out of your normal and meeting new people yeah. is an interesting thing to me i i find that just aesthetically pleasing experiencing new people so mm-hmm. any time you get to travel or go to a new gym or or just meet new people. I think that's a that's a good thing. People are fascinating. Yeah. <laughs> just... Yeah, and and people, I mean, like we said, like there are some universal like things like truths, but then the people that experience those are are vastly different, yeah. or can be can be can be very different. A yeah. unique, yeah, like origin story. You know? Yeah, exactly. Like, how did you become this way? Yeah, I think everyone does have an origin story that doesn't seem unique to them. Right. But like when you hear it to somebody else, like to me, my origin story is like, ah, it's just whatever. And then like, oh, wait, no, it's pretty different. Yeah. Like if you think about it, I was like, oh, I never really thought that way. I just imagined everybody <laughs> just, yeah, so because it becomes so regular. It's like, it's like your own height to you since yeah. you, you know it all the time. You're like, oh, well, that's just that. <laughs> yeah. Like 
from from there. Yeah, I love hearing people's stories. Yeah, and hearing those like th- those those different things, like from from there. I guess. Yeah, that's one. Yeah, that's and that's one thing. Changes changes of scenery like will offer you, like from there. So just having like. Uh, having the opportunity and just taking the opportunity to explore, like explore new things or explore like new places. Even like, yeah, even if you are doing the same task or doing like a similar task, it's still going to be different like from there. And then you'll find that you'll, you'll grow a lot more. I, I think in terms of this, I'm thinking about, uh, yeah, just like in terms of competition, I think that's a big one that a lot of people like will do, even though they're doing the grappling or they're doing striking, same thing they do at their usual place. Like the fact that it's a different scenario, it's a different location and it's different stakes. It's not just like no longer training that kind of, uh, that kind of pressure like affects people like from there affects people greatly. And that's why I always think it's like it's a matter of translating like however however well you're able to do something at let's say like your home or place you're comfortable with how well can you do it in a place you're uncomfortable with like from there that's kind of a true test of how well you know it not to mention you start to get used to your training partners yeah and they start to get used to you because mm-hmm. you see them and you train with them each day yeah, so competing against other people is very valuable that change of scenery of just com- competition. Yeah, it's, change of scenery, being able, huge. yeah, different tendencies. Yeah. Just you might not people. even know you have this gaping hole because none of your training partners can expose yeah, it. Ever expose it? Yeah. And then you meet a, someone you compete with, and it's like, oh my gosh! Oh wow! <laughs> <laughs> I need to, I need to fix that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh no, for sure. Just being, yeah, just just finding, yeah, fi- just finding that challenge. I think ultimately. Yeah, ultimately that's kind of what helps me in terms of preventing from stagnating, just finding things that, yeah, just constantly, I guess like, yeah, finding the variables and uh, being able to test myself in in those situations. That's kind of been a theme. I think looking back now, like a recurring theme of, of my life, just being able to find like situations and different things that challenge me each day. And I, I think that's really keeps, keeps it fresh, keeps it exciting. Like for me. Definitely. Got to keep moving. Yeah. Got it. Got to keep moving. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. And then, yeah, cool. We can leave it off with that. Uh, if you, have, if you have opportunity to travel, have opportunity to look at a different location or do something, yeah, go go out and take it. Go out, go out and do it. Go out and travel, like from there. And yeah, being open to expand your horizons. Look behind different doors. <laughs> However that goes, yeah, yeah, you know, <laughs> whatever that is. But uh, cool, all right. It's been Pat Creation Philosophy. Thanks for listening, everyone. Bye. <laughs>